0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, May 11th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. And we come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are in the gospel according to Luke. Before we get to that discussion, let us begin with a prayer.
1: Let us pray. God with me, lying down. God be with me, rising up. God with me in each ray of light not a ray of joy without him, not one without him. Christ with me sleeping, Christ be with me waking, Christ with me watching every day and night, each day and night. God with me protecting, Christ be with me directing, the Spirit with me strengthening forever and evermore, forever and evermore. Amen.
0: Amen. Our gospel comes from Luke chapter 6, verses 18 and 19, and then 22 and 23. Listen for a word from God. The people had come to hear Jesus and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for the power came out of Jesus and healed all of them. And Jesus said, Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, we have these two passages here, one about Jesus healing all these people, and then the next when Jesus says there is some sort of blessing when you are excluded or reviled. What do we make of these two passages held together?
0: Well, I think that one kind of foreshadows what's going to happen, and then the second, or I guess the second one gives us, (laughs) foreshadows it, and the first one, uh, gives us an example of it happening the one we read on Monday the Acts passage uh, that there can be a, a disruption in the order of things when following Christ which I mean terrifies us as Presbyterians because we like things in order uh, but I'm talking about um, in in the and acts the what gets disrupted is these, people's uh, financial gain at the expense of another person uh and when that is disrupted uh when that is cured when that is healed when this young woman is healed then there is this response and vitriol in response and anger this attack on the disciples um not to not to say these men were exactly saints, but I was fascinating reading. I just finished this book about the leadership styles of FDR, Lincoln, uh, Johnson and Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) Uh, and kind of when all of them made a move to protect the least of these in the country, they were automatically attacked from all sides, uh, that they were, um, overstepping their power, that they were, um, that they were disrupting uh, some, they were getting involved in something that didn't concern them, that this was a private matter not a public matter. And all these things, they are just kind of torn apart. Uh, But in all circumstances, they end up protecting or saving or healing people in in a certain way. And I think that's what, what Jesus is reminding us that, you know, uh, the call to serve Christ, uh, to give uh, radical kindness in situations that don't make sense to stand up, uh, for those who are being oppressed, for to live out the call of Jesus will uh, at times make you an anathema, uh, and um, and Jesus gives us some encouragement in that, that, that it's all right. Um, that doesn't mean I think some people take this passage and they're like, "Man, everyone hates me. I must be doing a great job," and that's not necessarily true either. Uh, but uh, I think it does uh, give us some hope um, in the midst of of doing the really difficult thing of responding to the call of Christ in the world.
1: Long ago, when I was a youth director, I went to this uh, conference for youth ministry. And most of those conferences are run by kind of non-quote, non-denominational, but evangelical organizations. And so this guy was speaking and he was talking about, um, he literally said, if you aren't making your senior pastor mad, you aren't doing you aren't carrying out the gospel. People should be mad at you. And I was like, well, I respect my senior pastor, <laughs> yeah. right? I expect I respect his spiritual leadership. And so I just felt it just felt really gross, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I do think if you are seeking to make people angry, you've got a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. But I think what this passage realizes is that right many people come to Jesus wanting to be healed. Um, And I imagine that in the healing, they also want to follow him. But sometimes when you are truly following the way of Christ, you run afoul of culture and power. Mm -hmm. And that can lead to exclusion and defaming and being reviled. Um, And I think there's a blessing in that, um, in that you're living out the kingdom as best you can and that the Lord God sees that um and that there will be some sort of reward um and i think the reward is actually that it's kingdom building right we probably need more people not who go out to upset people but who do care for the least and the lost even though it makes them unpopular with those who hold the power and the wealth at that time
0: right isn't that uh why acts is such a great example of this if is it starts just with the relationship between uh, Paul and this slave girl. It's entirely between the the two of them, uh, and it, as a result of the healing that happens, it causes this big uproar and this upset. Uh, it's not uh, I'm gonna go out to I'm really gonna go stick it to those guys who are abusing this girl right. kind of thing. Um, but it's first I'm gonna focus on uh, the oppressed uh, on this on this person that needs healing. I'm gonna the Spirit of God's going to flow through me uh, in this situation. Uh, and then as a result, that is what happens. Yes,
1: and we as followers of Jesus Christ are always called to offer healing regardless of the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're talking about the book of Acts. I find it so ironic that in the past several years, there's been this whole discussion of those crazy liberals want socialism. And yet, right, the book of Acts tells us that all of the new believers shared everything they had. They put all their money in and, you know, shared all of their goods. Right. So, you know, Do we think that maybe there's something to be said? And again, I don't support socialism. (laughs) I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just find that we cherry pick, right? Right. Um, And the idea that somehow in the book of Acts, we're told we're supposed to take what we have and share it with those who have the least never comes up Mm -hmm. in those political discussions. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're probably going to lose our five listeners. uh...
0: (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, that passage, you know, um, we can kind of... I feel like it's usually used in two ways. Uh, One is like uh, people use it for their political means of like, this clearly means Jesus supports uh, a socialist run government. And I'm like, I'm not sure it says that. And then other people are like, "Uh, this is socialism. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm like, I don't think that's the right (laughs) idea either. I think the call of that passage is to be stretched in your generosity. Are you, are you, are you, do you have a closed fist? Um, Are you being pushed, uh, by, by the gospel? Are you doing something that makes, uh, you know, in your generosity, are you, is is it, is it so generous that people are looking at you like, that's kind of weird. Uh, you know, it's counter, right?
1: And we, (laughs) we, on this podcast talk a lot about what do we see in, in the church and, you know, churches are a place where people come and they freely give Mm -hmm. of their resources. And then they turn that into helping other people. we, the food bag ministry that go to kids in public school. Um, all that kind of stuff really makes a difference, and it is our attempt to live out that calling.
0: Absolutely. And we'll close with a quote. I don't know how to say Rumi? Rumi? Rumi. Rumi, thank yeah. you. Middle
1: Eastern poet.
0: There you go. Quote from Rumi. The wound is the place where the light enters you.
1: I love the idea that in our healing, we may see things new.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: All right, friends. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God give you grace not to sell yourselves short. Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to remember that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth and too small for anything but love. May God take your minds and think through them. May God take your lips and speak through them. May God take your hands and work through them. May God take your hearts and set them on fire.
0: Amen. Amen.